When Shamrock Rovers got one back, tears came to my eyes. When we went two went up and I heard those thousands of Sligo people, I was proud and we went out and won. Best town in the world. Best town in the world. Best town in the world. More drama here. Gilani. North. Elding. 3-2. They'll be looking for Stenson's head away at the far post. And over it comes Elliot. Stenson! 1-1. Welcome along to episode number 74 of the Bitter Red Supporters Trust podcast. Ronan Flanagan with you here this week. And this week I am delighted to be joined by Donald Kelly. Donald, how are you? Fantastic, Ronan, and yourself? Very good now, thank you. Shane Magoo McGoldrick, Shane, how are you? All good, cheers, Ronan. And the return of Jerry O'Connor. Jerry, how are you? <laughs> I'm back, motherfuckers. <laughs> <laughs> So this week we will look back on last week's defeat to Finn Harps. We will also tell you about a special beer scorecast to give away for the next game against Dundalk on Monday. As well as that, we will discuss the latest news, such as the senior women's team who were defeated by Cork on Saturday. Um, we will give further information about the trip to the White Hag Brewery in September and we will look ahead to the aforementioned Dundalk game next Monday. So first of all, I suppose we'll go back now to the Finn Harps game on last Friday. Donald, I'll start with you. Um, we kind of mentioned off-air, it was disappointing, but not surprising. Um, I suppose you could say that, Ronan. Um, I, I, something I, I did mention there a couple of weeks ago, that it's, we're find, seem to find it, a difficulty in beating teams that we should be beating. But having said that, like I suppose two minutes into the game, Stonewall penalty kick not given. Um you know, that's kind of set the tone. The referee made an absolute pig's ear of the game and literally destroyed the game. And uh I'm not looking for excuses. I'm not, I'm not looking to make excuses, but I mean we're fighting uphill battle straight away and unfortunately just uh, three one down was just a bridge too far for us, and uh, yeah, it's a very disappointing result. Yeah, yeah. And Magoo Donald mentioned there about struggling be- beating teams that you know we should be beating, but like, what is it? Is it just I don't know? Is it a mental thing, or is it just we can't seem to break teams down? I, I don't. It's like it's it's very hard to put your finger on it really because um, like after the game on Friday night, I was I was raging, and you know. We were talking about all them same things in the group and everything. Can't beat teams like this, you know. Can't keep blaming the referee and everything. When you look back in the game and the statistics and everything, like we were far by far the better team. Um, you know, to be beaten three one was was an awful injustice, really, when you think about it. Uh, but like having said that, you know, you can't keep going back on excuses, like you were saying. You know, it can't always be the referee, and we can't always be unlucky. And you know, it's Harps, Juicy D, it's Wexford, it's it's. It's you know it, them particular type of teams we do have trouble beating and um you know it's not for you know we could say that oh we just thought we'd turn up and and we would uh, wipe the floor with hearts I don't think we would doubt that attitude because I think we started the game like the Pats game the week before 
we started the game well. We started on the front foot. We were aggressive. Um, we were looking to get at them straight for the off. So it wasn't uh, really an attitude problem. Remember? I think fitness obviously did. I think we did tire towards the end or whatever. But that's to be expected with the weeks we've had. But it's just, I don't, I, I really couldn't. It's very hard to explain the hard game. The fact that we were so much the better team and to come out of it uh, on the wrong end of a 3-1 scoreline is, is kind of baffling really to think about lot, you know, taking aside the performance of the referee, which was a joke. And Jerry? Yeah, look, I have to agree with what a lot of the lads said there. But um, look, we started well. Um, first few minutes, we were like a house on fire. We didn't get a decision uh, in terms of the penalty, but block CLV. But for me, yeah, we started we started like a, a train on a house on fire or whatever the case may be. But after that, then we just went into autopilot. Um, and that's what I think the problem uh, playing lesser teams is at times is that, you know, right, we start off well, a uh, little bit unlucky. Um, but then, like, we're on top. Do, do you not just keep turning? Like, we went into the autopilot. Do you not just keep turning the screw? Keep at them. Right, lads, we have them on, we have them on the back foot here, straight from the off. Once we missed that chance, then we just kind of stood off them and just started going through the motions and nothing, no intensity or I, I don't think it was for the lack of effort or anything like that, but there was no intensity. Like if, if you go back to the first game that John Russell managed uh, against Derry City, look at the reaction the players came out with that night, right? Uh, the intensity, the press on the front foot for the 90 minutes. We haven't seen that a lot since that game. Probably away to Motherwell um, was another game like that. So for me, it's a mentality thing. It's not for the want to try him, but I'll give you an example where um, McNamee, the first goal, if that's Will Patching or um, Byrne from Shamrock Rovers, Jackass Byrne, I guarantee you there's someone pressing him. There's someone out there on him straight away to block that shot. But there was none of that there the last night. So I think... There's not enough intensity when we play against that. I don't think it's. I don't think it's tactics. I think the tactics are fine. It's just a mentality thing. And Donald Jerry mentioned there the first goal. We'll actually go on to the first goal now from Barry McNamee. Like it's it's a great strike and all that, but like there is opportunities to, as Jerry mentioned, close it down. He had too much time, Ronan. I, I, he did have too much time. Um, like I think it was. Um, uh, what you call him? Our new fella, um, Robbie Burton. Robbie Burton, sorry, yeah. Uh, Robbie Burton was was his, his, probably his man. He should have closed it down. Um, he had a chance just to look at disrupt him, try and block him or something like that. It didn't happen. A fantastic strike from McNamee. Um, and yeah, like to be fair, that that goal when they scored the goal, it just it came out of nothing. Like I don't think they were hardly an hour half at all up until that period in the game. And just I suppose. Just to touch on what Jerry was saying there in terms of mentality, like one thing I'll say about Herps is their game management on on Friday night was I mean, the referee let them away absolute murder. Like it was so it was nearly impossible for us to get a foothold in the game because every throw, every free kick, every goal kick, any way that they could slow down the game and stop us getting a pattern of play, uh, they did it. Now we came out second half, like uh, came out all guns blazing the second half, uh, scored another great goal on the break. Um, 
And, you know, I thought at that stage, I thought, you know something, I, I, th- I thought it was on. I thought we would beat them uh, when the game went 2-1. But again, another ridiculous decision for a penalty kick for Harps uh, after they destroyed us. So, you know, I wouldn't blame the players. I wouldn't blame their, I wouldn't blame their efforts. I do think even up until the, the, the 93rd minute, like, or whatever, the last couple of minutes of injury time, they did push, they they went for everything. Like, and even you can see McNicholas for the last corner kick, he was up, he actually nearly got something on the ball as well. But just, I mean, there's some things in life, and I felt the same during watching the past game as well. It was just your luck is out. No ball bounced their way in. And sometimes you have to make your own luck, I get that. But there's times you just don't have the rub of the grain. The last couple of games, I felt that we haven't had it. Um, I wouldn't read too much into it. I think, I say, I think the the, the the team have a good break now. They've a nine days nine day break until they're playing the dock, and uh, I'd be hopeful that uh, you'll see a different side against Dundalk. And just the other thing is, sorry, now I'm probably rambling a bit, but when wh- the first goal in these games is huge, right? So Harris get the first goal. Next thing, all they have to do is sit in and disrupt us, not let us get a pattern of play, and that's it then, you know what I mean, stifle everything that we're doing, and the referee let them away with murder, and very, very hard for us to come back from that. Whereas, if we're scoring first, they have to come out, they have to try and attack us and try and score, and then it's easy for us to hit them in the break. The first goal is huge, and us not getting that penalty was the difference, I, I know it's pretty obvious, like, but it was the difference of us winning and losing the game. I, w- I would blame the players, to be honest with you. Um and as I said to you, I don't think it was for the want to try it, but it's that, as you said, Donald, you make your own luck there, right? Uh, things aren't going your way. You have to put in that extra 5 10% to make it go your way. And I don't think that we do that often enough in games, particularly against uh, the teams that are below us. You just have to find, you have to grind, sometimes you have to grind these results out. Again, look, I know there was crucial decisions that did go against us, but you're going to get games like that. Like, so... Look, we all would have been all pissing and mourning about Shamrock Rovers last year. Uh, oh, it scored another 19 minutes. Winner scored another 93, 94, 95. But like, they find a way to win. That's what good teams do. Great teams do. We're, we're a good team. But I think sometimes we think we're better than we actually are. In that, you know, I know we're passing it sideways and backwards and trying to look for angles and trying to open up their, uh, their midfield and defence. But sometimes you just need to grind it out and just get stuck in and just force it. And I just think as well, after the second minute, as I said earlier on, we just went into autopilot. We didn't do anything different than what we had. From the second minute up until the 92nd minute, well, up until half time, we didn't do anything different. We kept doing the same thing. And sometimes you need to do things a little bit differently uh, to get a different result. Like we've been down this road so many times, UCD, Finn Harps, Bala, uh, other teams I can't even I can't remember off the top of my head but it's consistently happened so it has to be it has and I don't think it is a tactic it, it, you need to force it at I, turn, turn the screw I think I think a big thing Jerry is leaders on the pitch though I think yeah. Yeah, I think we're badly missing the, you know for the, for the obvious one Bulger like but you know Bulger is, is in and out with injuries and he's just not at his best obviously because of that but you know if, if you're a Bulger of 10 even 6 years ago on that thing as you say you know, when you start off, you're out straight away with momentum and you're starting aggressively in house fire. You need someone then to keep driving you on for the rest of the half. And then when you start the second half, the same again, keep driving you and keep driving you. And it's just, I I don't know if we have enough of them on the pitch at the minute for, 
We're a nice team to play against, Magoo. We're a nice team to play against, yeah. There's absolutely nothing ruthless about us. We're a lovely team when things go well yeah. for us, right? And even when things don't go well for us, we're still a lovely fucking team. Yeah. What was said, when we signed Bulger, when we signed Bulger, the one thing everybody said is, like, before Bulger came to the club, everybody hated him. Why? Because he's a cunt. But when he signed for us, he's our cunt now. Yeah. And that's exactly yeah. what we need, is exactly what we want. And we just, that's what we need now. We need fucking, we need Bulger from six years ago out on the pitch or someone like that. Yeah. Someone I, I like I was forward. But like, you know, when, when Donald was saying about Burton, like, you know, he didn't get out to, to McNamee. Like, if you don't get out and close down the man, you're giving him an opportunity to score. So, as I said to you, if we're playing Shamrock Rovers or we're playing Derry City or we're playing Dundalk, you, normally you'll see a man going out, going out to get, get out, block the shot. Like, there was nobody doing that the last day. And that's the extra 5 or 10% where you make your own luck. And once you win that ball back, then you're probably on the front foot and you've got an attack. But all of a sudden, we're one down. Uh, second goal, look, then we're, then we're open to questionable uh, refereeing decisions. But can I ask, guys, about the leadership? Like, are those type of players around these days? Like, are, you know, are players as vocal or as, you know, I know, like, is the... The current generation of player, you know, is the current generation of player like that, you know, like no, what I don't think, you know. I don't think there's as many of them around as, as there was years ago. And I also like as you say, the current generation of player running, like what way would they take someone like that in the dressing room? Do you know what I mean? Like, you know what the fellas like these days, they'd be getting upset at fucking I don't know, nothing probably like, but like fuck it. That's what as Jerry said there a few minutes ago. Like shams are full of fuckers. Do you know what I mean? Like, but they're the ones that are winning everything. Do you know? Like, you need you need lads like that in the dressing room. No, you never win anything or go anywhere without without fellas like that in the dressing room driving you on and willing to to throw a few fucks into people and call people out when they're not doing the jobs or what they're supposed to be doing. That's what you need. I can't and I can't be just all in the manager or the coach. Like, it, it has to be coming from players. Players have to be able to drive each other on on the pitch. Like within training sessions and on game days, you can't. It can't just all be nicey, nicey and buddy, buddy. Like you tell him, Jerry. Like we, like us, underage. Like we talked ahead of each other in a, on a training session. Yeah. Like, you wouldn't say anything that now. Yeah, like I know, like we do kind of laugh at or I do make a skit out of Shamrock Rovers a lot, saying about their fucking veneers and their fake tan and their fucking this that butterfly tattoos and all that. But at the end of the day, they know what it takes to win. And I don't think, look, they've obviously a bigger squad than us, right? Um, but I don't think 11 v 11, they're that much better than us. Um, look at Dundalk, right? Dundalk are 14 points ahead of us. 14. That's bollocks. And I, I remember going back a few few episodes ago, well, a few episodes ago, but in this series, where we, we said Dundalk are no way better than us, but yet they're 14 points ahead of us in the table. Because if the likes of fucking Hove in there, they the likes of, um, you know, one or two fuckers, what you call your man, Andy Boyle at the back. And, you know, like, are you telling me that uh, the likes of, obviously, Buckley's injured now, Pineacker started the season, all that, even Blaney, they're, they're not as good as him. Of course they fucking are. Yeah, but so, Jerry... But the mentality, the winning mentality. The other side of it, Jerry, is, the other side of it is, right, we've lost McGinty, we've lost, I know, Buckley the last couple of games as well. Lost John Matten at the start of the season, Johnny Kenny at the start of the season. Like they're all big personalities in the dressing room to replace as well. Like 
True. You know, so like it's been in fairness, like McGinty's been look at call a spade a spade. McGinty has been a massive loss, probably more so than any of us would have anticipated since he's gone, in my opinion anyway. Um because he seems like he was on top of that back four and he's he did an awful lot organized at the back, and we don't have that at the moment um, with Luke. Um so like you know, as I say, like we've been unfortunate with the players that we've lost, basically. That's that that's the point I'm trying to make. Um McGinty's also and, a big voice in the dressing room as well, though. Yeah. You know, that's 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 another aspect of it where you wouldn't see. You know, you see him on the pitch, but within the restroom and, and training sessions and all as well, he was a big voice and a leader of that team. So you're also taking that not only is the, the goalkeeping aspect of it, like, but his his leadership skills are gone as well out of it. As you say, Donald, and as well as as Buckley at the same time at the back. It should be personalities though as well. Like, you know, the the fellas that aren't afraid to, as he said, like say it as it is. And you know, there's no like they're they're nice, they're sound fellas, but they're you know, when it comes to playing on the pitch, you know, no room for niceness, like so. But but at the same time too, I suppose, lads, you often hear uh like a fella might be out for the season and they'd be saying, Oh, you know, but he's good around the dressing room and all that. Well, if that's the case, to bring me down to dress and I'll fuck them all out of it. Is that going to make us a better team? I'd fuck them out of it, no problem, right? But they need to roll their sleeves up. It's an opportunity for them to, to make their own name. They're not fucking 12-year-olds, like. But in fairness, though, it, it means a lot more coming from the likes of Greg Budger or Gary Buckley. Like, the fellas will fucking... Hey. Fellas will li- and I know I'm not being smart, but I mean, I'm genuinely like, fellas will listen. You know, the other lads on the pitch will listen to them. When they're there, when they're there, calling them out, and we don't have them on the pitch at the minute. Yeah, but I, I see, like there, you know, at, at Derby County there last season, they made your man, Irish uh, fellow Knight, uh, captain. Like you don't have to be all experienced. You just have to wear. Sometimes you have to wear your heart and your sleeve, and and lead by example. And it might necessarily like Odegaard say at Arsenal. You know, there I was watching the game the other night, and they're saying like, you know, he's not the biggest talker, he's not the biggest shouter, but he leads by example. Uh, he put, he, you know, he puts in extra work and, you know, this kind of stuff. So, like, that kind of is going back to what you are saying, Magoo, where uh, that, you know, you mightn't have as many shouters and things like that, but you don't have to be an absolute lunatic yeah, to be a leader. I guarantee you there's someone else in the dressing room doing it, though, Jerry. Do you, do you say, say... I don't know. Um, I say with Arsene Jack is probably at it, or uh, maybe uh, Ramsdale, the keeper, or whatever. Like, I, I remember you say the same about Gerard or Liverpool. Like, he, he never, he wouldn't be a shouter or anything like that. He he'd be leading by example why he doesn't pitch. But Carragher used to be the shout. Carragher would be the one who'd have a go at everybody or get them in at half-time. And be at, there'll always be somebody who'll, who'll take that responsibility and stuff. Like, and if you don't have Gary Buckley in there, if you don't have Ed in there, if you don't have Bulger in there, if you don't like last call, he was on the bench last day, in fairness. But like the last couple of games, he was missing out of the squad as well. Like it's it's very, it's, you know, we're, we're like, we're, who do you look to when, when you're, that like when you're one down and decisions are going against you and you need somebody just to, say, to keep driving you on and stuff like that on the pitch we're, we're missing we are missing badly that I think at the minute I think that's one kind of aspect or position that John like say Russell would be looking at trying to solve in the in the in the close season getting getting a couple of leaders a couple more leaders on the pitch yeah. well do you know what it, do you know what, like what should be motivating them is that like say against Harps right um, like any Sligo Rovers team that's beaten by a team that contains uh, Ryan Connolly in the centre of the field should be embarrassed, right? Ryan Connolly is a part-time footballer 
and a full-time dog groomer. And we've got fellas out there that are full-time professionals and we were beaten the, by the likes of that. That's not good enough. It's not good enough. You know, let's call a spade a spade. It's not good enough. We've got 10 games left now of the season. Uh, no point fucking, oh, looking for fellas to be shouting at me to get me going and all that. But 10 games to save our season. And it means, I'm sure it means everything to the players. It means everything to the club. Like, we don't want to lose the momentum that we built up uh, this year by doing so well in Europe. If we don't get Europe. Our coefficient is gone. Straight away, you're on the back foot. You've got one or two teams coming up from the first division that have big backers behind them. You know, we've got 10 games. And I just think that these 10 games are so, so important. They're probably, I think they would define the, the club for the next couple of seasons, to be fair. Um, and it's just time to, to man up and get on with it. And um, yeah, take every every game and, and just try and, try and win. Maybe let's try and do something different. Maybe different formation, different guys. Maybe Barlow should get a run out. I would, definitely, I would definitely give Barlow a run out on you. What have we got to lose? 100%. Yeah. I saw Barrow playing the under under nineteen game on uh, on Sunday right. He scored he scored a penalty kick, but he took two corner kicks and they're not best matches. They're probably the best two corner kicks I've seen in a year. Oh man, like even for that alone. But like I actually and that under nineteen match, like he, he was dropping deep. He was playing more nearly like a whole midfielder at at, at one stage. He was uh, he was quality, and that it was against a good, like what looked like a good Cork City side as well. So yeah, definitely very good. They're usually one of the yeah. best uh, Cork. Nah, Barrow's def- uh, so Barrow's, he's definitely raised his game in the last few months. Barrow, like when you see when you see him with the nineteens now, you can see that, that the full time training and everything is really standing and bringing the best out of him. Like he does, he does above that level now. Like he he like any time he's come on even there against Harps like he had two opportunities he was only on the pitch 10 minutes wasn't he yeah yeah, and he was he was playing out on the left and he come on, he come on out the left like which he's probably not not used to like he's on a cusp but he's still he was, he's cute enough and a good enough football brain like to be able to know when he's on that side of the pitch he was getting in in the back post twice two good yeah. opportunities like I, I yeah. think he's definitely worth a chance and that's definitely character, that's character in itself yeah. Well, that's, that's character in itself. Like, what age is he? Yeah. Nine, eighteen. Uh, yeah, and he's shown character. Yeah, he's no fear. No, and he's just, no fear. No, no. Just on, on the point you're making there about corner kicks, Donald. Uh, it was the best two corner kicks that you've seen all season. And I wouldn't, I wouldn't, uh, I wouldn't. I'd say you're probably right because ours haven't been great at all. But going back to the Finn Harps corner from at the second goal, right? Um. I think it was Shane Keaveney was sitting standing beside me and I said to him, there's going to be a goal here, right? And and the reason being is that you could, like, if I was the the the, or the, the Finn Harps manager or the coach, right? I'd be saying, put the ball in top of the keeper. Get in and around him. Just put it in on top of there, right? But on the other side of it, if I was Shane Blaney or Nando, right? They're well enough educated in the game and around and long enough time to know where that ball is going to be put. And if I was Shane Blaney, I'd be saying to Nando, we need to fucking get our heads on this to get it out. We need to stand up and protect the keeper because, you know, he's probably not having a good time. But yet and all, the ball came straight in top of the keeper, one header, goal. It's not rocket science. And you can, I guarantee you, Dykes is in the, in the dressing room before the game. Lance, put it in top of the keeper. Put it in top of the keeper. You can hear him. It's not, it doesn't take... A fucking, you know, a football brain. Not saying he, he he's a good coach and all that, but it's obvious stuff. 
And that's where you need leaders to stand up and say, right, we're getting this ball out. We know where this ball is going. And get it out. They're the simple things. They're the things that matter. We can give out with the referee. You know, normally, look, and I said it before, I says, if if we were wearing green and white hoops, that that's a free kick uh, out. No, yeah, and I don't, think, I don't think it should have been. And also, the penalty would, would have been given in the first two minutes if we were wearing green and white hoops. But unfortunately, we're not. And that's sometimes where, you know, it doesn't take a leader to be balling and crying and all that. It just you get organised. We know where the ball is going to be going. So deal with it. I suppose, lads, as well, like the, you mentioned there about Finn Harps and like, the, you know, no matter who's at the back for Stoiger Rovers, Finn Harps, they're, they're going to, they live off, you know, they don't live off set pieces, but you know, that's what you can expect from a Finn Harps team is yeah. those deliveries into the box that someone's going to get a head on them, don't they? Yeah. Yeah, like, like they're predictable rolling. You know exactly what their what their strong points are going to be, and I suppose, like you need to be stronger. Uh, you need to be prepared for it, and and to be able to deal with like these professional footballers. You know they're 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 training for this kind of stuff week in week out. So yeah, when you know what they're going to bring, like when they bring it, you should be able to deal with it. And uh, it's disappointing on the night that that we weren't able to. But look at again, as I say. I just wouldn't be too hard on them. Um, I just wouldn't be too hard on them on that on, on the night. Um, I just thought, personally, I just thought whatever chance we had, the referee was determined to take away from us. In my opinion, I know that's I know all the other everything else around. Uh, uh, you're right, Jerry, about everything else, but as I say, just not not our night. That's it. Um, can we talk about the goal scored by Aidan Keane? The first goal was, you know, Magoo. Like it's just. In the week that he was awarded player, the week player of the month, it's just it's another brilliant finish. Oh, that's unreal, like it's unreal. And to, 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 the amount of time he had to think about it and everything, it was so cool. Like, you knew what was like we've seen him do before. Like, we think over, I think he actually done it against Harris, didn't he? We think over the keeper, and um, but like, so you would but th- thought that the keeper might be expecting it, but just the total disguise on it, and like it's his quality. I think that's another thing, too, away from home. Um, like I know, like I like I like Keane and the ten as well at home, and I like I like, but like I think away from home, especially, I think we have to put we have to stick Keane up top, where where he's going to hurt the opposition the most because we're we're not away from home. We just don't get him on the ball enough. He he he, he just goes missing games. We can't seem to find him as, as much away from home. Obviously, it's, uh, and plus it gives us a chance to put an extra man like Cawley or even Barlow or whatever into the ten. Who'll drop back into in mid into midfield, um, and I think you know Keane, like he he's going to occupy the defenders. Like they're going to be afraid of their shite, like to do anything or go anywhere or whatever. If he's standing up top, but like if he's floating around midfield, they're not they're not that worried about him. And I think away from home, as much as I like Madan, I think he's a great finisher when he's when he's aside a goal on his left side. Um, I just think away from home we have to just stick Mad up front, and our Keane up front. Sorry. Um, it's seen there like the, the one chance he got he buried it you know I I, I, I can't remember I think Matt had one he definitely had one good one in the first half um, I don't know who was the one that was cleared off the line in the first two minutes um, that, that was the handball or wasn't the handball or you know Banks no Banks in there no for that it was, there was a lot of players in and around the box it was kind of hard to hard to see I know, but if it's, I, I know I know one thing if it was all, if it's Celtic it was in the back of the net like so mm-hmm. 
Yeah. I, I just there's think sorry. There was another one there. I think Matt had was through and goal. I don't know the keeper saved or something, and it bounced. It bounced off someone else, and then it, it, it changed direction. And then I think just like. It was nearly an open goal at the one place there was a defender. It bounced off the defender, came back out again. I thought there was again though, like if it was Keane, you'd imagine he would have buried it like so. Um, that in the in the first half. In the first half, yeah. First yeah, half. It, hit, it hit the defender and went wide out for a corner, but it was going wide anyway. Going wide, yeah, maybe that's what it was. Yeah, yeah that's the point, yeah. It was going wide and like that that again, like if that was Keane bearing down the goal, like you know, there's only gonna be one outcome there, you'd imagine. Yeah. So yeah. And that's why I think, like, when you're away from home, you're you're only going to get a limited amount of chances, like, yeah. Uh, and you know, as 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 good as Keane is in the ten, and as good as Matt is, like, you know, Keane is our best player. There's, there's no bones about that. He's our best player, and he's our best finisher. And just stick him up top, or where he's going to be most dangerous. You know, if you get limited chances, if you get one or two chances in the game, you want them falling to him. It's as simple as that. Yeah. Well, I suppose. Look, lads. In terms of Kena, he's the top scorer in the league and he's playing for the fifth place team. What does that tell you? And he's playing half the games. He's playing half the games as a number 10. Yeah. It means nobody else is scoring. Yeah. The one thing I'd say about Matt as well, right? I think he's a very, very good player and he's got huge potential, right? Um, But his whole up play is shocking. And what I do with him, right? I bring him out into the back pitch in the showgrounds and I drill fucking balls at him for a week. So he learns how to hold the ball up because it's not that hard. Everything would bounce off him. And just that didn't give us a platform then to get up the pace. Do you know what I mean? If he was holding the ball up, then he brings um, Keane into play. And then it opens the whole thing up. But it was just fucking bouncing off him. So next week, Monday to Saturday, back pitch for Mata, drill the ball at him. <laughs> Only way. But that's that's like... It's not the first time it's been like that with Matt in a game, but I thought against I thought Viking at home, I thought he was excellent. Yeah, uh, hold up and link up play. Whether that's them defenders not being as aggressive, I don't know, or the fact that they were five one up, or they just generally don't play like that. Um, compared to League of Ireland defenders, I don't know, but I thought that game he was excellent with his hold up and his link up play. And, um, but then again, it was a Jerry then on Friday, like it's, it's just it was gone again from him, like so. Like it's, it's fighting away from home that you have yeah. a man of the pitch who makes the ball stick to bring everyone else into play. Especially when you're when you're your most dangerous player, the man who you want on the ball is playing number ten. You have to get him into play. Like, yeah. The other thing there as well is like you need your, I suppose you need more from your wingers as well. And I, I be, I wouldn't be critical of them. Uh, to be very good all season, but Fitzgerald and O'Sullivan as well. Um, you need like. Try and get beyond them. It's just like stretching teams. It, it's it's it's. I like sometimes I just feel like everything is through the middle, through the middle, through the middle all the time. Yeah. Um. Let's see, fellas, just hug the touchline a bit and just like Regan Donnan was playing left back for Herps on um on on Friday night, and we didn't try and get at him once. Now look at Regan is a good servant to the club and all that, but it wouldn't be best with pace or anything like that. And we never got the you know what I mean. Got at him, so. Like that would have been a weak link in my in in my opinion. That would have been something that we could have tried to an area of the pitch we could have tried to exploit against Harps, and we we didn't we didn't try and do it. Uh, so you know, I don't know. Like in the the game against St Pat's there, um, you know, a week or two ago, uh, Fitzgerald um cut inside and he had the goal in front of him, 
and I think it was Tracy was on co-commentary and he was saying, why didn't he fucking hit it? Like it opened up for him to hit the ball and he turned and played it sideways. Do you know, like, if you don't shoot, you don't score. Like, if you look at last season, we scored about four or five fluky goals through just shooting. You know, like uh, Walter had a couple, Johnny had one or two. Uh, you know, ones against Alan Manis and, and supposedly top keepers. But if you, if, if you don't take the opportunity just to shoot, and this was inside the box, you ain't going to score. Go score the perfect goal. Try and score the perfect goal. Just, you get it? If it opens up for you, fucking hit it. And we're not doing enough of that. No, not, we're not making the keeper work enough. Like, we had a few a few shots there on... on uh, on Friday night, and I know the stats back that up, but we were all straight into the keeper's hands. Like there was nothing where, you know, a few decent efforts, but you know, you don't shoot, you don't score. Just open up. Let's fucking go for it now. Uh, I think the players should go out and just, you know, nothing to lose at this stage. Just go out and do it. And same with the coach and the management and things like that. Like you know, get let's change it up a bit. Let's do something different. Let's do something that people aren't expecting us to do because at the moment we're very nice. We're very predictable. We're not scoring enough goals. So if we want to, we've got 10 games left. Do we keep doing what we're doing as is? Or do we try something different? I'm not saying move away from your whole uh, uh, philosophy or ethos or anything like that at all. But just some small little changes might make a big, big difference. Because at the moment, we're going nowhere. We're We're not even going to finish fifth. We're going to finish sixth. And I said that a few weeks ago. So it's either... Shit or bust, or get off the pot, or whatever the fuck the saying is. But we need to do something different. I think, Jerry, as well, to be fair, like it's the platform we're building from as well. Like, the defense and the keeper need to have a serious, maybe lock themselves into the dressing room and fucking sort themselves out because uh, we're coughing up an awful lot of unnecessary goals, soft goals. And uh, look, they need to get Luke needs to get his head get his head straight and uh, I suppose fucking ball lads in front of him out of it um, do whatever it takes but just be more commanded in the box um, like that second goal he has to get something on that for that corner kick he has to get something on it yeah, with fists whatever it is he has to get something on it and uh, he didn't you know um, obviously the Pats game was another or you know, who do you blame but it's, it's, a, it's a communication or and they need to get that sorted out and pronto because whatever chance we have of finishing even fifth at this stage, if we keep conceding goals the way we have been, like silly, silly goals the way we have been, uh, we're bothered, like you know. But both 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 of those both of those occasions, um, the the Pats game and the one in half, like what whoever's fault it is, you know, up in up in pass and even at the weekend, the one thing is, if you're Luke and you're coming out. You have to just clean all in front of you. Whether you know what I mean? Like if 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 you're coming out there against Pats, Blaney should be getting fucking carried off the pitch along with Derek Piker. And the same at the weekend against Pat against Harris when he comes out. You have to be just cleaning lads in front of you. And that's it. Don't be worrying about your own player or their player, or whatever like that. you you know as the keeper, you're gonna get protection if you get your hands on the ball. Once you get your hands on the ball, no matter who you clean to get there, the referee's gonna fucking side with you. And that's the thing is, it's it's that indecision and it's that uh, nearly almost fear, whatever. Just fucking, you have to have no fear if you're a keeper. That's that's the big thing about being a keeper. There has to be no fear. You have to just make your mind up and 
go and take whoever is out. That's it. There's just there can be no prisoners. Yeah. I think we're we're episode. What's this episode seventy four, Ron? Yeah, indeed. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So we're seventy four episodes in, right? And I'd say I could count on one hand the amount of times that we've blamed players for mistakes. Um. We've always been fairly, you know, level-headed and, you know, players make mistakes and things like that. But, you know, I suppose at the same time, you can't brush it under the carpet. And I think players need to be braver and have more belief in themselves. Um, And that, you know, and like to say, we need to get back to, we need to get back to the performance, say, against Derry. So it's obviously in us. We obviously can do it. We need players to be braver on the ball. We've seen Fitzgerald and we've seen O'Sullivan score goals. So at the moment, we're, we're leaking shitty goals and we're relying on one man to score. That's basically it. So we need to come together as a team, do our best to cut out the mistakes, be braver, as Magoo said there, as a keeper or whoever, come out, and you said it was well done, clean, clean, the two, clean them all out of it. You know, I think if you, if you have an element of 95% coming out, you're more than likely going to get injured. If you have 100% coming out, you'll injure the other ones. So that's not your problem. But we need to be braver in those in decision-making. We need to be braver on the ball, uh, take chances, not sideways, backwards, and holding possession. Yeah, look, we had, what, 60-odd percent versus 30-odd percent there the last day. But at the end of the day, a lot of it wasn't hurting them. We're, we're saying, go back, we're a nice team. We're a nice team to play against. We need to get a little bit fucking ruthless. We'd want to play in Europe next season and enjoy all the plaudits that we got through the UK press, through the UK media, through the Irish media, the UK, Irish media, whatever the fuck, right? Do we want to go back to that? Or do we want to be, oh, fuck, oh, oh I didn't give the ball away. Oh, uh, you know, I had a nice game. Fuck that. Come on. We're all, we're all adults now. Let's go on with it. Yeah. I'm your number for Ryan Conley, Jerry. Oh. <laughs> I'm your number for Ryan Conley. My dog needs a good trim. <gasps> Get the poodle out. <laughs> That's the best one, yes. <laughs> he is a fucking full time dog groomer. Is he folk? He is. Oh, for fuck's sake. <laughs> <laughs> he could do, so, do someone's own head to cunt. <laughs> do a fucking Ollie's head. Huh? Oh. Bring an Ollie into the fucking groomers. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that's how fucking bad it is. Uh, start the legs. <laughs> uh, oh, back lads. Does he have his own? Does he have his own business? Yeah, in Castle Bar. What's it called? I don't know, but I know he has one, anyways. <laughs> <laughs> Rough cuts. Rough cuts. Yeah. Uh, Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, happy days happy fucking days right lads we'll move on now to beer scorecast time unfortunately there was no winner for the beer scorecast for the game against Finn Harps but Jerry we have a special prize to give away for next Monday's game against Dundalk yeah, we've got a 20 euro uh, gift voucher for uh, Ryan Connolly's uh, dog grooming business in Castle Bar. Uh, so whoever gets the correct score will get that. We also have uh, two cases for the next 
<laughs> like two kids like for the next game. <laughs> he, does, he does have a dog room in business in Castle <laughs> Ali Horgan will be all over that. Google it. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> we also have two cases to give away for because the, the the shouts from the shed end have dried up. So the two best shouts from the shed end for next week are going to get a, a case of beer each as well. So that's Dog grooming voucher, two cases of beer for the game, for the uh, shout for the, and then two cases for shouts from the shed end. Perfect, that's great. And that they probably the for the the score prediction that'll go out on the Twitter and the Facebook page as well. Yeah, yeah, that's great. Right, lads, we'll move on now to the latest news, and we will start with the senior women's team. They were defeated by Cork on. Saturday, um, don't know. Like a lot, I didn't see the game myself. Now I have to admit, but um, it was, you know, like a lot of talk seems to be about, you know, I know it came back to the men's team as well, but another poor refereeing performance. Well, it's certainly the 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 free kick no interference, the the free kick that the the won the game for Cork um, was a quality free kick in fairness to the girls took it, but. Um, like it was, I don't. It was. It was never a free kick. The game was two two. Um, in fairness, we were look. It was nip and tuck. There was like we we deserved to be in front when we were in front. Um, Cork scored a goal. I wouldn't say it was against the underplay, but it was. It was probably a bit soft. Just a midfielder kind of ghosting and uh, and scored against us. But um, uh, the free kick that led to their goal, their the winner was never a free kick in my mind anyway. And uh, again, dodgy refereeing decision has, has cost us in two games, funny enough, 3-2 as well, that we lost away from home. But um, yeah, look at another solid performance from the ladies. Uh, the, the second goal was an absolute peach. Uh, she was on, she took it in from the right-hand side, left foot, buried, buried a great goal and uh, another solid performance from them as well. So look at fair play. I'm just unfortunate they're the wrong side of the wrong side of the scoreline for them. And Magoo, how like I suppose it was Paul McGrory that scored the two goals. How important is it that other players, I think we mentioned it, the men's team as well, that like other players are contributing because you know all the attention would be UT would go towards the likes of Emma Doherty and Gemma McGuinness. But Paul McGorry, you know, she's had some very good performances the last few weeks and they rewarded with two goals on Saturday. Um, she has, yeah. No, I, I, I'm saying myself, though, I didn't see any of the game on Saturday, but the, the week before in the showground, I thought she was very good that game. But yeah, it is like the juicy doll are rolling fighting to to share the goals out amongst them, especially when you'll have all eyes on, on Emma and uh, all the attention on Emma from, from the defenders. It, it's if you've if you have people then who can pick up the slack and um, take their opportunities when the space is given to them, like Paula there the weekend and and. Uh, the week before, uh, as as Gemma has many times as well this season, um, it's it's vital. Like it's, you, you can't just be relying on one player no matter if it's the, the women's or the men's. You can't just be relying on one player the whole time to come up with the goods for you. Like, yeah, it has to be shared around. Absolutely. And you know, just just on that on the ladies' game as well, um, they were they, they were just marking them out of it, and it probably did create a bit more space for for Paul and. Funny enough, we were just talking about the the the, the lads game. Our first goal was a shot outside the box. I was suspected of shot. Probably the keeper should have saved it. 
but you know what I mean you, you, you take the chance and, and she scored like the other kind of way so maybe the, the lads could take a take a leaf out of the ladies book you know Absolutely and we'll move on now to the much more news about the trip to the White Hag in September Jerry's tickets still on sale for the trip to the White Hag on the 24th of September I think it is yeah, no, they're still on sale. We only sold two, so uh, there's plenty left. Um, no, I'm only messing. We sold more than two. <laughs> Three. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, there's look, they're still on sale. Look, it's going to be a great day out. We've got music. Uh, Ryan Scanlon is going playing live. Uh, obviously, we've got Darren Scotland match. Got food. We've got a bottomless pit of the finest Sligo beer that you could get uh, in and out of the train. So, look, do you know, it'll, it'll be last year was unbelievable. I'd say this year it'll be even better. So, look, hopefully we see uh, we see more than three out there. And as well as hopefully. that, the go on, Don. Yep. I was just going to say, hopefully we will see in three on the way back home. <laughs> <laughs> and as well as that, the tickets are still on sale for the annual draw and the five hundred club. So yeah, five hundred club. Yeah, um, look, huge response to the 500 Club. Um, I'm not sure the exact numbers, but it's um, close to the target of, of 100. So, um, look, it's a five or a week. Um, what the price of a pint or uh, price of not much these days. So, uh, look, the more people we can get on board, um, the better for the club. But, like, can you see, like this week, you know, if that uh, guy from Fleetwood Town come over buying. Waterford for 1.3 million an absolute snip an absolute snip but at the end of the day do you want your football club owned by a fella uh, like that coming in from England with all these crazy ideas um, you know and that's where we need people to come on board to pay their five year a week so that we can keep the club the way we want it as in fan owned and keep pushing forward and staying relevant with these guys like if you look at the the, the league next year you could have eight out of the top 10 teams will be privately owned. Um, could be just ourselves and, and Bose that are left. And obviously Bose being in Dublin always have a greater clout. But even going further than that, you could have, when you bring in the first division teams, the if you bring in the, say, the top in the Premier and the three probably next best teams, four next best teams in uh, the first division, you actually have 12 out of 14 that are going to be privately owned. So it's getting harder and harder and harder and harder four fan-owned clubs in this country. And in fairness, we're going one way in this country, but if you like, look at the likes of other countries where they're actually, you know, fan-owned is becoming more popular. Um, but I think that's kind of, a, I don't know, do people from outside Ireland see, think that they're going to make, I don't know, a quick buck through Europe and all that. But then they're they can't all make Europe. But uh, I suppose we can only worry about ourselves. And as I say, look, the more members we can get on board, the stronger we are. And uh, I guarantee you, we'd be still around in 100 years' time when a lot of these clubs probably have reformed five or six times, if at all. So if you can sign up, please do. That's great. All right, lads, we'll move on now to the final part of this week's show. And we will discuss the upcoming home game against Dundalk. Donald, I'll start with you. It's, it's once again vital. Three points are, are massively important from this game. Massively important, Ronan. Um, massively important. And, you know, like, 
just reading reports on the game that they they had it with uh, against Shams during the week. Um, like I think they're the kind of team that should suit us. Um, Shams hit them on the break and they they, they damaged them. They're, I think they're weak enough at the back. They've, they've they're missing quite a few players as well. So I think the game is going to set up. It's going to suit us. Um, as I say, it, it, we hit them on the break and with the pace that we have and Aidan Keena uh, playing up front. Uh, be honest with you, I'm fucking super confident about about going into going into the game, especially in the back of a bad result. I think uh, it's just oh no, <laughs> yeah, hundred percent, Jerry, hundred percent. I'm saying four nil Rovers. Oh, Jesus Christ! Here, <laughs> oh, oh, that's it now. Hundred <laughs> percent. Never more confident about a game in my whole entire life. <laughs> Sweet Lord. <laughs> Just you just keep on digging there, Donald son. Keep on digging. No, uh, I'm 100. No problem. It's it's going to be we're a nice a nice goal, good and early, and I swear to God, we're going to have the best night ever. It's going to be the best Monday night we ever had in our whole entire lives. <laughs> Looking forward to it already. You sold us. Go yeah. on, Magoo. Do you want to come in there? Oh, jeez, what do I say after that, Ronnie? Sure. <laughs> oh, fucking hell. I tell you what, I, you know what? I, I fucking hate Monday night games and Sunday night games and fucking Tuesday night games. And I dread them. I don't know what Dawn's talking about. I, I absolutely dread them. Uh, they're just, they're just never the same. It's never the same. Um, I don't know. But as Dawn says, like, they, 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 you know, they could be perfect for us to play again, especially with the problems they have at the back and centre half. Um, they have to win. They have to come on to us. So that's what we should be letting them just come and, you know, we should be have the game plan. I'd go at them straight from the start, obviously, you know, but rattle them for the first 10, 15 minutes, but then settle into your, your game plan of sit, sitting in and keeping it tight and letting them have the ball and just pouncing on them in, in certain areas and hitting them on the break because they have to, to come to get three points. They can't come looking for a draw. So that hopefully will play into our hands. And hopefully we'll get a few injuries. Show lads returning from injury and stuff like that. Um, and just have a bit of a deeper squad. Wasn't a whole pile to bring off the bench really the last night. Neither to try and affect the game. So um hopefully that the nine days will will have got a few back onto the, the pitch. And Jerry. Is 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 this is there cup games this weekend? Yeah, they're playing Wexford on Friday. Oh, so all right, okay, so away. right, better again. Um, what's six nil now? Yeah, <laughs> what's what do I think? Um, ah, oh, look, it's hard to know, isn't it? Um, I suppose, uh, true defeat, it tells a lot about a team. Um, and I think Monday night will tell us a tale whether I think t- Monday night will define the rest of the season. Um, and if we're up for it and we get a result you know who knows what will happen if we're not up for it and we don't get a result that's it the season's just going to peter out so it's kind of it's hard to know who are Pats uh, are Pats, in, Pats starting in are Pats playing this weekend they're out of the cup as well yeah they must be off as well so are they not playing Monday or anything now uh, we can check here. But I suppose it would anyway, it doesn't matter. Like the team lineup, like it, 
you mentioned the current counter attack was that so it was like um like start Mata and Kina, would you think Donald or just Keane on his own? Uh, I think at home you can't play Matt and Keena. Uh, like like when Keena drops deep in the showgrounds, like you, you will have, I suppose, the likes of Fitzgerald or Carol Sullivan or frankly Vectrina run off him. Um yeah, look at I don't know Ronan. I don't know again, Keena's the best striker. He's he's obviously he's, he's top goal scorer in the league for a reason. So I don't know. I, I'm not too sure in terms of the lineup. I'd like to see maybe Keane up front and maybe uh, try uh, um, uh, Keelan Barrow in, in behind him and the, the, whatever the two midfielders behind him, I'm not too sure. Uh, but I then bring Matt on then afterwards, uh, bring Matt on maybe after an hour or something like that. But uh, <clears throat> I not, look, I'm not too sure what, what way we will line up. I suppose it depends on who's available as well. But um, I just have a good feeling about the game, that's all. I see there that it's Pats are away to Bowes on Monday. The oh, same way. Yeah, so that's a tough that's a tough game for them, like. Bowes under pressure as well, like. Yeah. Bowes under pressure. I th- I, I honestly thought after their, all that happened with Bowes during the week with the lad that lad dying and stuff, I thought they were a shoe into to beat Shells on Friday night. But if Bowes are at home now, you know, it could be a bit emotional for them. Like that could be a, a big test for Pats. Yeah, absolutely. I, I suppose there is a lot of twists and turns in the in the league to between now and then. Um, I think the league has been a little bit more consistent this season in terms of the top teams winning. Uh, whereas last season there was very much, um, like it's still it's still a case in this league where everybody is capable of beating each other. But I think it was more um, was more frequent last year than it is this year. But with ten games to go for everybody, you just don't know, like. Um, like that too, both could be Pats, we could beat Dundalk. All of a sudden, we're only four points behind Pats again. Um, you know, you, Pats, you just Pats have a tough Pats have a tough running too. Yeah. Pats, Pats last six games are us, Derry, Shams, Bowes, Shells, and Dundalk, I think. They have the top six to play in their last six games. Yeah. Or the top so seven, like all to play for. Um, it'd be brilliant if we could get a result on Monday night. Um, and in fairness, we normally play well on the Monday night, especially at home. We always seem to get a result. Um, so look, as long as we get, the, if we can get the three points, who knows? But we need to, we need to do something. In my opinion, as I said earlier on, just something a little bit different, and not be predictable, not be too nice, be a bit ruthless, like what we played against Derry, like what we played against Motherwell. No fear. Go out. We've nothing to fucking lose at this stage. Absolutely nothing, because nobody. At all. Nobody expected us to get it your five or six weeks ago, right? And nobody at all expects us to get it now. So let's, you know, let's just go and try and just give it a lot. Don't get... Generally, generally suits us all that, doesn't it? Yeah. When, yeah. We're, not, when we're not the team expected to win, like when we're, you know, like Dundalk, if you come down here, you look at the bookies on, on Monday, they'll be odds on favour to beat us, I'd say. Yeah. We're, 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 we're better as the underdog. So as Donald said, 4-0, Rovers, get in. No, get in. Magoo, you're not really a man for making predictions, but I suppose that won't change this week, no? <laughs> no, no, no. I, I leave that to Donald. That's all right. Right, lads, I think that's all we have time for this week. What about my prediction? 
Jerry, you, <laughs> did you not say four nil the same as Donald? No. Oh <laughs> shit! Yeah, I was only messing. I was only rising Donald. Um, I think, I think we win two one. After all they said, I'll take two one four nil one nil. Fucking don't care. As long as it's three points. Yeah. That's all that matters. Right. Thank you, Jerry. Cheers, my old friend. Thank you, Donald. Thanks, Ronan. Thank you, Magoo. Cheers, Ronan. Cheers, boys. Thousands of Sligo people. I was proud. I went out and won. Best town in the world. Best town in the world. Best town in the world. More drama here. Chilani. North. Elding. 3-2. They've been looking for Stenson's head away at the far post. And over it comes Elliot. Stenson. 1-1. It's brilliant.